It's time for JT the Brick. Big Boy Radio. And we're going balls out. Are you with me on this? Do me a favor and surprise me today. Shot down the field. Wide open Adams. Has it at the 20. 10-yard line. Goodbye. Touchdown Raiders. You can't say they're rebuilding with Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and Devontae. Down to five on the play clock. Gets the snap. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the hole. 20. 25-30. He's off to the races. Here in Seattle. Nobody's going to catch him. 25-20, 10, full game! JT the Brick. You don't bring in Jimmy Garoppolo if you're rebuilding. Oh, I'm going to bring get the silver and black back to where it should be. I am ready to go. Wake up this town. Did I miss anything? Call and let's see what you got. And now, Woo! here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, as we are back after the 4th of July. Hope everyone is doing fantastic. Hope you had a very safe and bountiful 4th of July holiday, man, as it is getting hot, 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 hot. Thanks to Doug, who filled in for me uh, yesterday. Appreciate that. And everybody who keeps listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. And on the Raiders mobile app and LV Sports Network, we're going to need all of you over the next two weeks as we have some fun programming lined up that begins today as we're going to build the Raiders' all-time team on radio. So not a lot of rules. I talked about this a little bit for the last week or two. This is going to be fun summer programming. You know, if you put on the networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, all of a sudden in the summer they have game shows that are on. And Jimmy Fallon has some show about picking your favorite record or something. This is what we're doing. We got to find a way to fill content heading into training camp. Because once it's training camp, it's going to be training camp battles and depth chart and all that. Well, for the next two weeks, we thought we'd come up with something fun that could incorporate the entire Raider Nation. See, my goal was when we built this radio station, which I was a tiny part of on air and behind the scenes, we needed this to be global. It would not work in Vegas. It would not work in Vegas without a national following. There's just not enough Raider fans in Vegas yet. It's a brand new hub, great new market, great fans. Great fans, and there's always been Raider fans here. But I can't do a show like this on the all-time team unless I get great cooperation from Oakland, Los Angeles, and all points in between. So that's why we have the Raiders mobile app. So you can just click on, it's free, click on the radio and hear the show live. It's unbelievable. It took this show from being a local show in Vegas to all of a sudden a national show. And our streaming numbers are massive at times. Summertime, eh, a little bit of dip, vacation. You might be on vacation now. I don't know where you're listening to the show. But when we came up with this concept to do this, I thought it was important for one reason. The most important reason is to educate the younger Raider fans. That's it. To educate the younger Raider fans like my sons, who are diehard Raider fans at the age of 22 and 20, maybe your daughter, your son, your niece, your nephew, who don't know the history of the Raiders. And the only way I could do this is with the help of the Raider fans who are legendary and can go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s. The 90s seem like forever, right? You know, go back 30 years and say, hey, JT, there was a right guard that played for the Raiders. Here he is, and we just talk about those players. This is not going to be heavily judgmental. This is not something that is going to be official. No connection with the team. Just the radio, my radio show for two hours a day. But I thought it would be good summer programming, and we could check off a lot of boxes. Talk to the Raider fans. 
Because I could sit here and do two hours of Otani every day, an NBA free agency, and we're going to mix in breaking news and what's happening there. But I want to hear from Raider fans because I think it'll be really impressive if this is done correctly. If we do this right, and I'm going to record everything, we're going to save this, I think it'll be great. And then we're going to pick a starter and a backup at every position. But it's going to be a little bit loose on that because I want to hear about an honorable mention. You know, Donald Penn, today we're starting off with the offensive line. Donald Penn and my friend Barry Sims are not going to make the Raiders' all-time team. But they deserve to be mentioned. And I hope that some people call in on certain guards and offensive linemen that should be mentioned so we can get their name out and we can give them praise and we can pat them on the back for their service for the silver and black. So that's really what we're doing. That's it, and I'm going to do it for a couple of weeks. I don't know how fast I'm going to go through this. I could go through this in maybe a week. It might take me two weeks as we start off today, and I'd like you to participate. And when I say that, you know, normally I would say we don't need any calls on any topic. That's when I'm grumpy, JT. We don't need any calls. I'll do two hours blindfolded. But we need you on this. We need you on this to call the show, to tweet the show at JT the Brick, and get your friends involved. And how you would do that is you get on a text with your buddy who's a Raider fan in Fresno or Bakersfield and go, hey, JT's doing the show. Go to the Raiders mobile app. Think you'll like it the next two weeks we're talking about the all-time team. And maybe that guy puts a thread together with four other Raider fans and one's in Rochester, New York, Cincinnati, Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, we have a great time with it over the next couple of weeks here as we take a look at these players. Man, this is much harder than I took on. So I just got back into town. I was in San Diego, Costa Mesa. I filled in for Jim Rome, which I do every year, and I'm, I appreciate them allowing me to do that here. It's a big part of my arc of my life and career because I started on this show, and the 4th of July was sandwiched in between, and I'm trying to put this show together with Bobby, who's back here in Vegas, and I'm like, man, this is not as easy as I thought. So I got up today, dove in the pool because it's we're going to – boil here over the next couple of weeks and I just sat down with a pad and pen and I just started jotting down tackles and guards because we're going to do the centers tomorrow this is just tackles and guard left tackle right tackle first second team right guard left guard first second team and I started jotting down names and then what I think I like to do pretty well I started texting people from hall of famers whose names will be off the record I will not quote them. Uh, People that I know in and around the Raiders to get their opinion off the record. They're not going to be mentioned. Everybody thinks this is a really fun thing we're doing. So, again, participation. I am not a summer school summer substitute teacher. I'm bleeping JT the Brick. This is my 25th season with the team coming up. I know many of these guys. We don't want to offend anybody. We want to make sure everybody's inclusive. And we have some fun. So that those are the rules as we open up the show. So you need to start dialing now and kind of come in here and, and put this together. From the great Raider fans who are 70, 60, 50, 40 years old to maybe some of the younger Raider fans in their 20s and 30s, teenagers welcome. And you might just nominate one guy. Look, we know Art Shell's going to be on the all-time team, right? We know Art Shell's going to make it. But who are your other left tackles that you want on this list? Who are some of the guys? I'm only going to come up with four starters. I might have to have an honorable mention 
or I might have to, and I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but I might have to split the tie and include two guys at one position because we're going to vote on it at JT the Brick on Twitter. I already put out the tweet. If you could retweet it for me, at JT the Brick, Raiders all-time team, and then you can leave comments in, and then we can call it. You know, I could read the tweets. And as Bobby knows, I don't like to read my radio show. One of my biggest pet peeves in my life are guys who read their radio shows. And I have notes here because, you know, if I'm going to talk about someone like Wayne Hawkins, who I'm going to talk about, coming up, I need some notes. I need some notes on that. And uh, other than that, we'll just go down the list. And just here with, just here with offensive linemen, I, I mean, I got like 12 12 offensive linemen for really four positions here, and it's just insane how good they were. Another really important point in the monologue brought to you by PTs, they fuel the monologue, is that you know you go back to the history of this team and what Vegas doesn't understand yet. When you go on a tour of Allegiant Stadium, they only can show you so much. Oh, there's John Madden. Oh, there's John Madden. There's Dave Casper. What people in Vegas haven't absorbed yet is how epic this team was, pretty much from their beginning. The last 20, 25 years have been bumpy as hell because it's hard. You got the Patriot dynasty. You got Kansas City that's trying to be a dynasty. You got the Cowboys dynasty of the 90s. And the Raiders had good teams throughout, but most people envision you know, the Raiders' greatness in the 70s and the 80s, and that's fair. You know, that is fair. It's obvious. Look at the Hall of Fame as we look at that. Also, another interesting topic that has been a little bit difficult to try to figure out. What are the rules in regards to how long you have to play for the Raiders? I want to make sure that we open this up with there are no rules, but there are specific standards that I have. I'm not going to put someone on the all-time Raiders team who played one year for the Raiders, or maybe two years for the Raiders. But God, that list is bountiful, including one of the greats and one of the best friends that I've met and a man that I have as much respect for as anybody who only played one year for the Raiders, the legendary Ron Mix, Hall of Famer, 1979. Raiders tackle, 1971. This guy, Ron Mix, who's a legendary charger, has told me privately, I did a side deal with him a long time ago. He had a trading card company that he was involved with. And he told me privately, and he'll say it on the air, that the Raiders treated him better in one year than he was treated his entire career as a Charger. He'll go back to a Charger ceremony, but he comes to the Raiders. Whenever you sit at a Legion Stadium or in Oakland and they bring out all the Hall of Famers, oh my God, how crazy is that? Ron Mix is there. Ron Wolf, Jim Otto, they're all there. And Ron Mix only played one year for the Silver and Black, but it's considered one of the greatest offensive linemen ever. You see, I just mentioned him. That's what I'm trying to do. I mentioned him on the show, and we'll probably mention him again because that's what we want to do. Another example, which is very difficult in this, it's not a contest we're doing, but a promotion for the Raiders' all-time team, Randy Moss. Randy Moss is possibly on the Mount Rushmore of wide receivers inside the top five, definitely top ten. He was a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider. But he wasn't a great Raider. He didn't care about the Raiders. He disses the Raiders to this day. If a Raider fan comes up to him and says, hey, sign this, no, I'm not a Raider. 
He's a Viking. But I got to bring his name up. Got to bring Randy Moss's name up. He's one of the greatest of all time. And there is a lot of truth. It's 100% true. Once a Raider, always a Raider. From Randy Moss to Jamarcus Russell to Robert Gallery to other players who just came in for a cup of coffee, they played for the Raiders. They need to be mentioned but not considered for this contest. AFL Godfather, he's a must-follow up. You're going to follow uh, Raiders Insiders on Twitter. He's amazing. You know, he's been tweeting back, you know, should you have five years of service? Five years of service to the Raiders. And I thought about that before the show today, and I'm like, five years? Well, Bob Brown, who just passed away, is widely considered the greatest or one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. He played three seasons with the Raiders. That's a lot. In some of the biggest games. First team NFL seven times. 126 games. All NFL seven out of ten. All decade team of the 60s. We're including Bob Brown. He only played for three years. Now what I would recommend with this is that if we can't find another player better than Bob Brown, if we can't find another one, we can't take him back from the Raiders' all-time team because he only played three seasons. Three seasons is a decent amount of time. You know, most guys who play in this league play four years. Four. You know, the Hall of Famers obviously longer because they played to the Hall of Fame. So that's something in this category of offensive line. I just gave you Bob Brown and Ron Mix. Oh, my God. Those are Raider Hall of Famers, and they did not play the majority of their career with the silver and black. So I find that very interesting, too. Also, what was your impact as a Raider? Did you have an impact in championships or not? Did you get to the playoffs? Did you win in the playoffs? A week or two from now, we're going to get to the quarterbacks. Where do I put Derek Carr? Derek Carr is an all-time great Raider quarterback. He has all the records, but never won a playoff game. Where do I slot him with LaMonica? Right? Where do I slot him uh, with Stabler? Where do I slot Carr versus Gannon? Oh, my God. Where do I put Carr versus Gannon on the Raiders' all-time team? You might say it's a lock. It's Gannon. You might say it's a lock. It's Carr. Passing yards, touchdowns, all of that. So that's where you hear this term embrace debate. It's the last thing I want to say before we get going here. When you say embrace debate, you know, I I want to embrace the debate here, but I don't want to make it stupid like they do on these morning talk shows on TV where you pick a side and I'll I'll take the opposite side even though we both agree. We don't want any of that that garbage. We don't want to pit players versus others and mock other players. We just want to bring up player names that should be considered. So – As we get going, we start off today. This is the Raiders' offensive line. Specifically, we're going to go tackles and guards. It's time for the Raiders Radio All-Time Raiders team. The best of the best at every position. The greatest Raider team of all time. The Raiders Radio All-Time Raiders team. Today's position. Offensive line. Ooh, I like that, Bobby. Nice job. Nice job by Bobby putting that together as we begin. So it's the offensive line today. Uh, I want to save the centers to tomorrow. If you can do that tomorrow, if you can't call tomorrow and you want to include the centers, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, Today, I am looking at left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle. 
and there's a whole bunch of nominees, and we want to hear from you now. Start dialing 702-365-9200. That's 702-365-9200, and please call in with multiple players. That's it, because again, if we don't get any calls or tweets or a lot of them on this, I got to take it over and read bios and talk about who they are. And I think you're going to know a lot of these guys, and there's many you're not going to know. So, Chris in Sacramento, kind enough to start us off. Chris, thanks for calling hey. in on the all-time team. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. This is an interesting category. I know you as a diehard Raider fan, and I know you as someone who knows the alumni depth here. Uh, let's start off when you think about this promotion. What do you think overall at the depth as you were trying to put your list together? Well, I'm glad you decided to go with players that played a significant amount of time with the Raiders because the Raiders obviously have had so many great players that played one or two seasons. Um, you know, we can talk about Ronnie Lott and uh, Dickerson and guys like that, but, you know, they're not real Raiders. So it's cool to be able to go back and um, look at some of these guys. You know, it's hard also about uh, determining by era because the eras were so different, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, and current day. The game's changed so much, but I think the line's pretty easy as, as far as picking the top two. Maybe the second player might be a little difficult on a couple, but I think your top guys are pretty solid in Raider history, and, um, you know, it's, it'll be fun to discuss it. All right, well, let's start off. Where do you want to start off? Do you want to start off left tackle, right tackle? Maybe you want to start in the interior at guard. Where do you want to go? Uh, well, let's go left to right. So left tackle is clearly Art Shell, right? I mm-hmm. mean, arguably one of maybe the greatest left tackle in history. I mean, he, he's up there, certainly. Um, legendary player in the AFL and the NFL. Uh, came out of a small school at Maryland State. But the guy played 14 years with the Raiders, all all with the Raiders. Um, Pro Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame. You know, two times Super Bowl, eight Pro Bowl. I mean, you can go on and on. I mean, he, he, everybody that knows anything about the Raiders knows who Art Shell is. And then he came back as a, a head coach, was coach of the year, and uh, just his his contributions to the NFL and to the Raider organization. You know, it, nobody's going to touch him. Yeah, and let me jump in on this because he played 156 games in a row before he got injured in a preseason, missed just a few starts, and then started another a run of 51 in a row. And if you look at Art, and I just got a chance to see Art Shell at an alumni dinner a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he is greatness. When Art Shell walks into a room, especially a room of Raider fans, as a living Raider now, we're still lucky to have him, I think he's a Mount Rushmore overall player in the history of this franchise, and no doubt about it, the greatest left tackle in this franchise's history. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people don't remember that you know, he was blocking for Kenny Stabler, who was a lefty. So he wasn't blocking his blind side, but they were, they ran the ball better than most teams in history. I mean, they just powered the ball um, with the Raiders were, you know, famous for having those great fullbacks and they ran on the left side constantly and, and him and Upshaw were just road graders. Um, and, you know, and it obviously gave Stabler his chance to do his things, but statistically the Raiders weren't, you know, it's not like today's NFL where you were lighting it up 50 times a game. You know, they were running the ball at, and three, four, five yards. And that was that was the left side of the line, just dominating people. And, and you know, their statistics in the Super Bowl is just incredible. They just manhandled the, the Vikings' great defense. 
Absolutely. Uh, Archell, yeah, sure. Archell at 8 AFL AFC. Played in 8 AFL AFC championship games. Let that sink yeah. in, everybody. Eight championship games. When you look at his overall contribu- uh, contribution to the team here with the Super Bowls, all of that. So we started off at left tackle. Let's go inside to left guard. You know, left guard is another one where obviously everybody's going to say Gene Upshaw, you know, one of the greatest, um, if not the greatest, left guard in the history of the game. Um, and and I think his numbers are indisputable. The, the only thing I would say is, he played on just an amazing offensive line with amazing talent. I mean, look at all the Hall of Famers on the teams he played on, and not disrespecting Upshaw because he is he is number one. But right on his tail is Steve Wisniewski. Steve Wisniewski is just one of the most underrated. The the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Steve Wisniewski was just a brutal road grader at at left guard for the Raiders and. I, I, you know, you can look at his, his, you know, 13 NFL seasons, all with the Raiders, uh, you know, came off of a national championship team at Penn state. He was a two-time all American, eight pro bowls, eight time, all pro, all rookie team, all nineties team. I think that's as close as it gets as far as, and you know, if mm-hmm. you can even be riding on the coattails of Gene Nutshaw, you know, you're a pretty phenomenal player. And, and, uh, and he's a class act guy. I mean, he had a reputation as being dirty. He wasn't dirty. He was just nasty. Well, I'm and, happy. I'm happy you just, brought Chris. Hold on, because I want to reset for yeah. everybody joining us. We're talking about the Raiders' all-time team on the offensive line, just tackles and guards today. I'm happy you brought up Wiz there because you made it clear. You know, Upshaw is known as the gold standard to ever play that position, and I think it's great that you start off this week as it's a short week for us here, talking about a guy that you thought was right on his heels. That isn't even in a Hall of Fame, isn't in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's exactly what I want to do. Pay homage to the greats who might have been the second string, third team, fourth string to this all-star team. I couldn't agree with you more on Wiz and Wisniewski. He was that great of a player. He was. And, and you know what? He, he went to the Super Bowl, you know, but he, he didn't play on those great teams like Upshaw. And who knows, you know, how he'd be recognized today if, if, they had won three Super Bowls, and you know mm-hmm. when he was playing left guard. But he, just an amazing player and an, an amazing guy, really good guy. All right, so we already have uh, two obvious choices, but important ones as we're talking about this only for today and possibly tomorrow. Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Highway sixty three, what they meant to the history of the NFL. Uh, Chris is calling in from Sacramento. Good time for you to line up your phone calls next. 702-365-9200. Let's go to the interior at guard. Let's go to the right guard position. Well, right guard, you're going to get some obscure names if you're not a big Raider fan. But um, and I think it's a toss-up as well. I mean, you got uh, Mickey Marvin who played 11 years again, all with the Raiders. Um, Mickey Marvin was a two-time Super Bowl champ. He he doesn't have the accolades that some of these other guys have, but he was just a solid, solid starter for the Raiders for you know a decade. And I don't, you know, I, the only guy that comes close, and I, I think it's a toss-up, is George Beeler. George Beeler, uh, who I've actually had the chance to get to know a little bit, um, if you looked at him today, you'd be like, there's no way this guy played in the NFL. He's little, he's, he, you know, he's soft-spoken, he's really intelligent. This guy was an amazing high school athlete. He was a, a second-round pick. He played 10 years with the Raiders, um, won the Super Bowl, but and he was the strongest guy on that team. You had Upshaw, Shell, uh, Otto, and Dalby. 
you know, and Vela. And here's this little short guy playing right guard who the team said was the strongest guy in the team. I think Beeler was just um, really an uh, uh, unsung hero for the Raiders uh, during their first Super Bowl in the 70s. Great, great player. Two great players. Again, I'm going to get to the bio of Mickey Marvin coming up a little bit later in the broadcast. And uh, Beeler is the type of guy that I've gotten to know really well, especially up in Napa and these alumni dinners. And to me, Chris, he looks like a refrigerator. Like, if you went to get yeah. a box and you bought a new refrigerator and it opened up, he's got the shoulders, the tree trunk yeah. legs, and he played in so many great games. Two great choices there at right guard as we move on finally to wrap up your call at the right tackle position on the Raiders' all-time team. Well, my right tackle, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to say it's Lincoln Kennedy, and I love Lincoln Kennedy. Lincoln Kennedy came to the Raiders when we needed him. And, uh, you know, he, he contributed, he was incredible. Um, but I, I'm giving it to Henry Lawrence, uh, Henry Lawrence killer came in, in the seventies, you know, he came onto the line. Uh, what, again, I'm going to go back to Stabler, you know, Stabler was a lefty and Henry Lawrence comes in and he's protecting that blind side of Stabler, uh, two time pro bowl player, 13 NFL seasons, all with the Raiders. Three times, won three Super Bowls, uh, started in the last two. He didn't start in the first one, but he, he started in the last two. Um, the guy just is, at, and if you ever have a chance to talk to him, which you probably have, he's a great storyteller. He loves to talk football. He loves to sing. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He loves to sing. Um, and he was loved by Madden. John Madden thought he was just one of the toughest players ever. And he's a real gentleman, but uh, really, really, a lot of people forget about Henry Lawrence because of what was happening on the left side of the line. But, I, I'm, you know, those two guys, Lincoln Kenny was just a freak of an athlete at, at that right tackle spot. And, you know, his, his, you know, his career is, is great, too. But I'm going to just give the edge to Henry. Thank you, Chris. That was a very yeah. detailed phone call. Appreciate you checking in, Chris in Sacramento. That's exactly what I was looking for. And again, we want to keep the phones and open up the phones here on this as we do it. Again, you can pick one player. You can pick a backup at every position. You can name your favorite moment of a player. But we need some participation here. Okay, we got to get this going and wake this up. It's day one here, 702-365-9200 as we take a look via Twitter. Also, at JT the Brick. if you're listening on Raiders Radio, 920 AM, you're listening on the app, retweet it to everybody else as we put together. That was a really in-depth phone call. You don't have to be that in-depth. Maybe you just want to go with one player at one position. But kind of like a Raider history lesson along the way as we open it up. And uh, we want to dive more into this as we're going to start off today with the offensive line. We're going to leave the centers out. We're going to use that tomorrow. We're going to vote via Twitter, at JT the Brick, and we're going to get a lot of conversation going on some of the players that were just brought up there, some of the old-timers that you might not be that familiar with who are really important to the show. We'll mix in other sports talk, too. we got a lot of stuff to mix in as we kick it off again. The monologue brought to you by Golden Entertainment. Uh, the Stratosphere, Arizona Charlies, Laughlin Entertainment Center, 64-plus taverns here in the Valley. They fuel the monologue. Raiders all-time team looking to hear from you, young and old. Who do you got? 702-365-9200 as we begin. This is Raider Nation Radio.
I spent 25 years with the Oakland Raiders. And other than Marcus Allen, Art Shell is, in my opinion, probably the best player the Raiders had. And that's saying a mouthful, because there's a lot of them. Think about Ted Hendricks and Willie Brown. But if you're drafting, if you're going to start a team and you're drafting, you say, okay, who do I take after Marcus Allen and Billy Art Shell? And we're mighty happy we did. Ron Wolf, Hall of Famer, an architect, obviously, with Mr. Davis. Turn it up. We're looking at the Raiders' all-time team. Today is the offensive line. Who do you got? 702-365-9200. I know there are some people listening in the Raider Nation who saw some of these players. You were at the game. Any position other than the center today as we go right tackle, right guard, left guard, left tackle. Who are your honorable mentions, uh, backups? Backup is not a slight. If you're a backup to Art Shell, that is not a slight. Who do you have on this all-time team as we open it up and try to wake up the Raider Nation here. We're going to do this for a week or so. We need some help via the phones and Twitter at JT the Brick. If you want to vote in, you don't want to call. If you want to call in, again, anything on the offensive line here today, we'll get to the center position tomorrow. We'll also mix in NBA Summer League. There's Wimbledon going on. The baseball all-star game is a really big thing coming up here. Uh, very quickly, before we get back to this topic, I was just in San Diego, and I was at the game where Mike Trout got hurt. So I was at that game, and I was with my son and a couple other friends. We got some great seats, thanks to the Padres. And I was there when Mike Trout came to the plate and swung and fouled off a ball and hurt his hands, and now he could be out months. Incredible to see that live when he stepped out of the batter's box. Then the next day, Rondon got hurt, and Otani left the game with a blister on his finger. Could not believe this. So the Angels and the Padres make or break series for both teams. They're both, you know, trying to be relevant here. And I was at that game, and I could not believe that Mike Trout, you want to talk about a guy with bad luck. I mean, he is on the top of the bad luck list any way you look at it when it comes to playing baseball. This guy had the ability to be the next Lou Gehrig. Not Babe Ruth, maybe not Henry Aaron, but Lou Gehrig, that type of player, and now his entire career is on the brink, and he got $400 million, $400 million, and decided to stay with the Angels, and now it's just about bad luck. So we're talking about the Raiders' offensive line. Bob Sevius, how about this? I talked to a Hall of Famer today. Bob Sevius is one of the all-time great left tackles. Listen to this bio. 1965 drafted in the third round. Played for the Raiders for five years Complete years out of USC, 1965 to 1970. A 1967 AFL champion, protected Tom Flores. He played in Super Bowl II for the Silver and Black and was replaced by Art Shell. Now, you want to talk about a, a, a current status player for honorable mention? Bob Sevius is right there at the top of the list as one of those players that we're trying to educate people with in regards to the process of being an all-time great. You probably never heard of him if you're 30, 40 years old. If you're a Raider fan that's been around and you remember the AFL championship team and you want to go that far back, he's definitely worthy as I check his box and pay respects for the great career he had with the silver and black. Offensive line as we continue, member of the black hole, Thor is in North Las Vegas. Laura, I hope you had a good 4th of July. How are you, buddy? 
Man, I'm hanging in. How are you, JT? Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better, man. I know. Appreciate the barbecue invites. If I wasn't doing double duty, I'd be there right with you. We'll be tailgating in the black hole coming in about a month or two. So thanks for calling in. Who do you got? Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, Honestly, last sec, I just got called up real quick. I mean, Jim Otto to me, man, I, I just, you, to me, I don't know, just like mm-hmm. the, just the heart, the soul, the, the Raiderness. Like there's no more Raider mm-hmm. great to me than Jim Otto. I mean, just talking to Jim many a time, whether it be at Ricky's or at Raider headquarters or in Napa mm-hmm. and hearing this story about coming out and not being like a, a high draft pick and people not even expecting him to necessarily be, you know what I'm saying? One of these all time greats, but coming out and knowing he was going to make the team and coming out with the attitude, just the attitude, I guess, of mm-hmm. the majority of the Raiders back, especially the, the, the big, the big uglies there in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Came out with, and just the, the, the nastiness of them to, to be more man than the other team and to just take over and, and stuff like that. So to me, it's, it's always, it's always double O. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah. And we're going to, yeah, then that's a good one. We're going to talk centers mostly tomorrow, but if you couldn't call in, I'm happy because you got in today. When you talk about Mr. Raider, arguably the greatest living Raider as we have today, Jim Otto is at the absolute top of the list as we get to the centers tomorrow. You're right on that. And I'm sure you agree with Shellen Upshaw up front at left tackle and right guard, no doubt. Definitely aren't Shellen Gene Upshaw. Honestly, like I said, it was just kind of a Mm – I've really been really busy lately myself, so I got a bunch of stuff going on. I was like, man, let me just try to call it real quick. Well, keep participating, Thor. Thanks for the call. Keep calling in throughout this promotion as we're going to do the Raiders all-time team for about a week or two. Don't know. going to be about a week or two as we're going to go through this. And uh, Jim Otto uh, is our center, no doubt about it, but there are other centers. The depth on the centers, which I'm going to get to tomorrow, I'm going to spend the first monologue tomorrow talking about the centers, and we're going to award the first team. The first team tomorrow as we open up the show as we get your votes at JT the Brick on Twitter and on Facebook, on Facebook too, where I threw that up today, your categories in this in this promotion here. The offensive line of the Raiders, when we're all said and done with this Friday afternoon at two, I think you're gonna be able to say, other than the Steelers and the Cowboys, especially the modern day Cowboys, it's tough to go up against the modern day Cowboys. Larry Allen, you look at all the great players, the Hall of Famers you have. You can sit here and say, Mike Webster and the Steelers, Gene Upshaw and Art Shell and Jim Otto with the Raiders, the great Jimmy Johnson Dallas Cowboys, the Niners, the Niners not too shabby either. When you look at the all-time greatest offensive line, it's tough to leave the Raiders out of number one. You could say number one or two. Other fan bases would flip-flop it back and forth. I think the modern fan... The modern fan would go with the Dallas Cowboys, and the fan that knows the history of the league, all NFL, would probably go with the Raiders with an honorable mention to the Niners and the Steelers. Oh, and the Green Bay Packers. If you go to Jerry Kramer and that offensive line and what they had, you know, that's why we're doing this today. We're here to educate, hopefully, some Raider fans, and I'd like to be educated. 
I, the host, would like to be educated on what you think is the best offensive line that we have. So some of the names that we've heard already, Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Steve Wisniewski, Mickey Marvin. Mickey Marvin at right guard, no doubt about it, a two-time Super Bowl champ. I got a few more here on our depth chart that we're going to get into over the next hour and a half at 702-365-9200. I know the Raider Nation is vast. We're all over the world. Let's hear from some Raider fans outside of Vegas. Stoner dude, my good friend, checking in. Good to hear from you, buddy. How's your 4th of July go? How'd it go? Oh, man, it was awesome. You know, barbecues, ribs. Beer, cervezas, <laughs> it was a killer day. Fireworks everywhere, man. Every, I mean, I, had, I hate to say it this way, but you look at Vegas from outer space, it looks like a war zone. I mean, that much fireworks <laughs> going on all over the place. But it was awesome. It was a great spectacle. I was hanging out, taking bong rips, watching the lights of the sky. It was beautiful. Hey, JT, there's so many things that would make, to me, a, a, an all-time Raider t- uh, team. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that got me into listening to sports radio 25 plus years ago and to your show in particular, you know, subjects like this where we can dig in and really get into the history and the meat and potatoes of the team. And, and just, you know, who, why do we love the Raiders? You know, why do we love these players? And I'll just go ahead and whip out the names. Can I, you know, you know, you wanted two per position. Yeah. So I'll just give them to you quick. And the, I, I know some of them are obvious. We're all going to say art shell, duh, left tackle. I'm going to throw in Bruce Davis, 1983 Super Bowl champ, played along some hall, uh, uh, along some hall of famers there on the line at left guard, Gene Upshaw, duh. But I'll throw in Steve Wisniewski too. I mean, what other players, JT? And you can think about this. Remember when you first started going to Oakland Coliseum and there were banners everywhere for the players the way the fans would bring in and identify with the players on the field. And there was the whiz zone. And Steve Wisniewski is a mauler, man. We love Steve Wisniewski. At right guard, George Bueller, Mickey Marvin, Super Bowl champions. Not a lot of people talk about those dudes. Uh, Right tackle, Henry Lawrence. I love Henry Lawrence. He's a great singer too, JT. He's jammed with Raiderhead a few times over at Ricky's. He's a hardcore old-school Raider and two-time Super Bowl champ. And I'm going to throw my boy Lincoln Kennedy, big Link, man. He was just a staple, and he is a Raider, hardcore, once a Raider, always a Raider. And my last honorable mentions are going to be really quick, JT. First of all, Colton Miller, man. Who knew who that dude was when we drafted him, when John Gruden picked him at such a high draft pick, but yet he's been such a staple on the offensive line. And lastly, but not leastly, my good friend, John Vela, who I love dearly and miss dearly. And I know he's still out there probably listening right now, but man, he's the Super Bowl champ. He's the grizzled, uh, the black mustache they talk about in the mm-hmm. autumn wind. I love that guy, man. But that's it for me today, JT. Thanks for having this type of it, buddy. show, and I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Yeah, the, the phone calls have been great right out of the gate here, and again, we need them. We need to hear it because I don't want to read just bios. I want fans to come in. And, you know, you got two modern-day guys on that list in Stoner Dude's Call, Wiz, Steve Wisniewski, and the great Lincoln Kennedy. And I agree with that, but we also have to understand if the old-timers had a better career and a more distinguished career, how do you go from era to era? And that was the first call we've had in this promotion for the next two weeks for the Raiders' all-time team that included a modern-day current player in Colt Miller. And let me tell you what I think with that. Uh, that is a, that's an important part of this topic here because there's only a couple of players on this current team that would have the ability to be considered an all-time great Raider. Only a few. 
on this current team. It would be Colton Miller, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. Okay, those are three right off the top. And then the rest of the guys, and there's good players, and I could say, you know, we're going to get to the punters next week. We know how strong the punters are. But A.J. Cole's a hell of a player. He's building a nice beginning to his legacy with the Raiders. And Daniel Carlson, statistically, when you look at the kickers in this category, which is going to take some time because there's been some good kickers. Chris Barr, you go down the list of the kickers who kicked in the Super Bowl. George Bleepin Blanda, how about that? Sebastian Janikowski, right? There's going to be players there from different eras, but only a few that are currently on this team right now that are going to be the type of players that we can talk about. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm going to, I think we're going to have four, four wide receivers, four. Devontae Adams getting on that list. It could happen. It definitely could happen. But again, the category here, he only played one year with the Raiders. Well, I'm assuming he's going to play more. So I got to look out into the future on that as we continue on. That opens up a phone line for you. I should never have a phone line open on a topic this big in the Raider Nation. Get on the phones. Get on Twitter. Get going. At JT the Brick on Facebook and Twitter. And the phone line, 702-365-9200. But uh, that's where we're at. And Steve Wisniewski texted me. Steve Wisniewski texted me. Don't have a good phone line. <laughs> Listen to this. He, he's such a good man. He doesn't have a good phone line right now because I told him we were making this vote. He goes, I'm fishing in central Washington today and tomorrow. Sorry, very poor sell and largely not available. That's fine. The whiz zone. He should be, he should be fishing in central Washington. We wish him the best as he chimes in. Uh, more Hall of Famers will be a part of this broadcast over the next two weeks when we have our final vote and as we recap this out. But we're, we're kind of not getting over our skis. Today we're staying with the offensive line. i got other sports i got to get to. A couple of sound bites from some interviews I've done over the last couple of days. But the topic today is the Raiders' all-time team. We start off on the offensive line at the tackle and guard position. Uh, give me some modern-day players. Give me your favorite player ever to play on the Raider offensive line. Tell a story at a game, maybe an important moment in Raider history. 702-365-9200. When we come back, a couple of other names that haven't been brought up just yet as we continue on. Oh, and you got a chance right now to win. You're qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game. you got a shot at the weekly grand prize trip. This week, four nights in New York City, Broadway show, and a thousand bucks. Or you can just take the three thousand. Take the trip or take the cash. Fourth caller, because I got to clean out the phones and get some callers up on the all-time team. Call now for to be qualified for this prize. Nobody had ever seen a guard that big. That little guy that I got a block on so little, I might run right by him. I got there about two or three years later. I watched him become one of the greatest uh, offensive linemen in the league. Al Davis brought Bob Brown from the Eagles onto our team. And Bob Brown had this gigantic thumb, and he'd stick that thumb right into the guy's ribs. And it wasn't too long before Gene Upshaw had the thumb which was permanently broken during the season, just on Sundays. The damn officials on me, I know. 
Oh, I lost him. Good. He's going to check my pass the first time he get a chance. Believe me, if there was a technique, whether it be legal or illegal, Gene Upshaw knew it. Unbelievable soundbite by Phil Villapiano on Gene Upshaw. And Bob Brown, welcome back to our Raiders all-time team on the radio. And we are off to a great start, especially on Twitter. I'll read some tweets, and I want to get the phone calls. So I'm going to be pounding the number here over the next two weeks, man. Again, I don't have a four-man show. I don't have clappers in the background. I don't have, like, four or five interns that speak whenever they want. It's just me and Bobby putting together all this sound. Bravo, Bobby. I've never heard that soundbite before by Foo. Phil Villapiano, that is fantastic. 702-365-9200. As we'll go through some of the names in this category, uh, we'll have the winners tomorrow. Tomorrow, as I open up the show in the monologue, every monologue, we'll have the winners from the day before. Tomorrow, we will debate the centers. We'll talk about the centers who are there and uh, put a bow on all this heading into the weekend. A couple of tweets that are coming in, at JT the Brick. J.J. Kendrick says, my starters, left tackle, Shell, left guard, Upshaw, right guard, Wisniewski, right tackle, Kennedy. Now, again, one of the things about the guard position, I could move a left guard to a right guard if we come up short at guard. Okay, if this all-time team, I'm not going to move a guard to tackle. But, you know, I'm going to try to figure out the four, the one at each position, but... That's that's up to me. I'm going to have the my name's on this thing. So I'm going to pick the four on my own after we sit down with Bobby every morning and go back on the show. Uh, Waterfront Comics says it's a shame that with Snooski and Upshaw both played left guard as they were the second and third greatest offensive line players in Raider history. That's my point. I can move a guard around if I need to from one side to the other. Uh, Waterfront Comics goes my left tackle shell. And Sims, Barry Sims, who I have in my notes here, Barry Sims gets love from me all the time. He was an underrated player with the Raiders. He really was. He had a nice career with the Raiders and 49ers. A left guard, he goes with Upshaw and Wiz. Right guard, Wayne Hawkin and George Beeler. And left tackle, Lincoln Kennedy and Henry Lawrence which is going to be my one of my toughest categories here. One of my toughest categories is going to be what happened there at right tackle, who we have here because the depth is really important at that position. Raider 66 is going to play a big part. He knows his history as good as anybody. Starters, Shell, Hall of Famer. Upshaw, Hall of Famer. Kalechi Osemele. Whoa, Kalechi Osemele, Bob Brown, Hall of Famer. His backups are Ron Mix, Hall of Famer, George Beeler, Wiz, and Lincoln Kennedy. Nice group right there. Now, Coleccio Semele is a hell of a player in this league. I wouldn't have him on my Raiders all-time team, but I want to mention him. That's what we want to do here. Uh, Raiders and NFL uh, coming in via Twitter. My first team is Shell, Upshaw, Beeler, and Lawrence at right tackle. Second is Colton Miller. Wisniewski, Hawkins, and Kennedy. Interesting group right there. Swaggy Table, probably not making the list, but Rodney Hudson was a great center for the Silver and Black. Rodney will be mentioned tomorrow. And when I get to the centers, appreciate that. 
Houston Boxing Examiner tweets in, JT, give me Bob Boomer Brown at right tackle. I agree with that. That's why the backup right tackle is so important as we run through this. Francisco, give me the 2016 Raiders O-line, and we're going to the championship. Those are just a few tweets right here. If you want to get in right now, 702-365-9200. This isn't filler. This is historic. And we need some historic Raider fans to chime in over the next two weeks. Only from noon to 2 and tweet it out at JT the Brick. Help a brother out here as we're building on radio exclusively the Raiders' all-time team. Nice job, Bobby. Better than I expected, hour number one. Good job. We'll come back with hour number two. We'll mix in some more sports headlines as we continue and get back to the offensive line of the Raiders' all-time team brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. 